You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. And welcome. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of the award-winning Your Goal Guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals, and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system of goal setting simplified. And I'm so excited today. I've got, like, I know the best people. (laughs) And we're going to have, you know, no pressure, total pressure. I am so looking forward to this conversation on dreams, I have fellow Mango, Elise Marie Collins, author of Super Ager, among others, a food whisperer, Kat Dillon, who is a, a registered holistic nutritionist, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. And my favorite uh, shamic storyteller, Leslie Marsh, who is all sorts of other things as well. And we're talking about dreams and what better combination of unique um personalities and attributes to the conversation because I know that Elise focuses on sleep, Kat focuses on food, and Leslie focuses on basically everything. So I am looking forward to this. And it's rather I, I love the topic because we could talk about dreams in the literal sense and we will, but also what are your dreams? Because sometimes the dreams feed the dreams. Anyway, uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves a little or a lot better. And Elise, let's start with you. Welcome. So nice to see you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Elise Marie Collins. I'm the author of Super Ager. You can look younger, have more energy, a better memory, and even maybe remember your dreams better and live a long and healthy life. So I think sleep and dreams are a really important part of life and goals as well. Both kinds of dreams, sleeping dreams, as well as our dreams that lead to goals and fulfillment and our purpose. So I love to help people age well and dreams are an integral part of that process. We're all aging, whether we're a newborn baby or we're an 85-year-old older man. We're all women, but I'm just making something up. So you get the idea. (laughs) Wait, you mean we're all older than we were like a minute ago? Yeah, we're moving. We're moving forward on the timeline. (laughs) Well, except moving forward is way better than the alternative. So I will take it. Absolutely. Okay. And Kat, great to see you. And I know okay. that you and Elise know each other independent of me, which is always kind of fun. So exactly. I, I, I'm glad to have you here as well to talk about dreams and sleep and all sorts of whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, I am so excited. So, so please share a little bit more about you and Mm -hmm. why you're so excited about this topic. Yes, yes. So I am a trauma-informed holistic nutritionist. I'm also a behavior coach. And as as you mentioned, um, food whisperer, chef, I I worked in the restaurant industry for many years, uh, for about 20, over 20 years. Uh, So I bring all of everything into my practice, uh, helping mostly women um, with anxiety, mood issues, sleep issues, peri-postmenopausal issues, oftentimes overwhelm, weight issues, uh, food-related issues, um, find really get them to find their own personal roadmap. I'm all about personalization. 
all about biochemical differences and really finding their, their own way. Uh, so much of the time we see so many things that are out there, this plan, that diet, cold plunging, you know, whatever it is, but it doesn't fit our life. So that is what I do. And really my, my aim is to help provide some help uh, so people can feel vital, so they can feel seen, and so they can feel just bright again. Right, because if you don't feel well, you can't go upon the world and do awesome things. It's just, it's impossible. Right. Yeah, it, and yeah, I was going to say, and what a brilliant topic you picked, Deborah. Sleep has almost everything to do with what, what that is. And if we're, if we're not sleeping, we're not thinking, we're not feeling the way we normally do, and everything is affected from our head to our toes, so... Yes, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So let, let's uh, bring Leslie here. So good to see you. Good to be here. Thank you so much, Deborah. And it's good hey. to meet everyone else as well. Well, I'm based in Scotland, just outside Glasgow. And I'm a shamanic practitioner and storyteller, among other things, as you said. However, I'm also a hypnotherapist and a coach. And it kind of all comes in together because sleep is another state of being. And I'm all about being in different states. And I think we'll be talking a little bit more about that later. But I am usually dealing with people who have lost their confidence, who are looking for their understanding and their purpose. And they sometimes have an inkling that they have a purpose, but they're not entirely sure how to go about finding it. So I help them find it. And that's just one of the things that I do. It, and it, it really ties in very well with what I talk about a lot, because with goals, it's foundational. You can't get what you want unless you know what you want. And you need to know that purpose, because that is the driving force behind anything and everything you create. And we could totally tangent on that. But I'm going to rein us in because, well, I can't. <laughs> and it, it's so dreams they're important but they're important for let, let's go with the the literal ones uh leslie why are dreams so valuable the the literal sleeping kind well as as we discussed before i don't like to call it the unconscious mind because it's not at all unconscious it is absolutely jacked into the universe it knows everything, it does everything. In fact, it can keep us on autopilot for a whole length of time while our conscious mind sit at the back of the bus reading a magazine somewhere and just kicking back because we're asleep. However, the stuff that the conscious mind has left behind and littered around during the day is kind of getting socked in there and sorted. It's like your mum coming into your room when you're a teenager and picking up all your stuff and putting it into little, sorting it into piles and saying, yeah, well, we'll deal with that, we'll deal with that, we'll deal with that. However, what we're also doing is we're dealing with thoughts and feelings that have been going on throughout the day and perhaps for a bit longer. And it's a way of realising that there are things we have to be paying attention to. Now, some of us will have a more prophetic style of dreaming. Some of us dream in black and white. Some of us dream in full colour, you know, full vista vision, the whole thing is going on. Some of us don't realise that we dream at all. In fact, there are some people with a condition called aphantasia who can't see pictures in their mind when they're awake. However, studies have shown that even people who don't believe that they're dreaming, their brain waves are showing that they're actually dreaming. And there's a hot spot way in the back there is alive and sparking like a Christmas tree on just going bananas when they're dreaming about people's faces, when they're seeing people in their dreams, because it's that point in the brain that actually deals with that information of who this is. So it's about memory, it's about connection, it's about understanding that we have to actually allow ourselves to do this so we don't have all this stuff cluttering up when we get up the next morning and say, right, Let's make some more memories then, shall we? 
Awesome. I see Elise is like <laughs> nodding. Uh, what would you like to add to that? Well, I love everything Leslie already said. I just wanted to add that dreams, sleep dreams are amazing because we don't have the confines of our physical world. We can be suddenly like we're in our elementary school, like we're back in fifth grade, or we could be in the future, as Leslie said, having prophetic dreams. You know, maybe we're, um, I've had those dreams, not a lot, but a few, or sometimes you don't even know what they mean until later something happens. You're like, oh, that was what happened. So we don't have the confines of time and space. We can go anywhere. We can travel without buying a ticket. We can hang out with celebrities. So it's just the sky's the limit. And that's uh, just another layer that I wanted to add because I think when we make goals, we want to have those dings like, yeah, <laughs> things can happen. So we need to dream big and our our sleeping dreams help us go beyond, you know, what we think is possible and beyond actually what is possible in this moment. And we do need to dream big because the bigger we dream, the more we can accomplish. And the more we gift the time and the space and the energy to dream, the better, cooler things we can come up with. So that's fantastic. And Kat, what do, I, I know you have a feeling on this too. What is the value of dreams to you? Well, these ladies brilliantly said so much about dreams, but really, I mean, it's, I look at dreams to me as messages. Uh, could it be something that I'm not facing or choosing to face in my life or something that may need more energy and attending to? Um, and also as a creative exploration really about um, how we can put things together and reframe things and play a little bit, because I think we've lost that element of play a lot in the last couple of years. I know I have. So it's, a, it's just a way I think for us to pay more attention to that element of expansion and growth and play and doing things differently. I'm really, I, I use a, a tool in my toolkit called, you probably already know about the chakras, but one of the, uh, the um, elements in there, one of the areas of energy is called the insight, your third eye and the crown area. And those right there are so relevant to what we're talking about. And later on, I, I'll, I'll plug in a few things about what I have to say about foods and, and, and um even lifestyle activities and thinking affirmations and things that can kind of plug into that energy system that will help um, just really generate some interesting dreams. Oh, so we can program our dreams. Very, very cool. And, and for me, my theme this month is hope. And really, what says hope more well than hope, but also dreams, because you need to know that something else is possible, that your work towards whether it is the goal is a different kind of ideal life or better balance or love or community or whatever it is. But you, the dreams bring us hope and hope gets fulfilled in dreams. So I really like how it all comes in, in circles. So what can we learn from our dreams? Elise? We can Oh, I'll, I'll just say we can really, it's a way to learn about ourselves. I mean, I'm talking about me, learn about me because I can help other people with their problems. It's pretty, I'm pretty good at that. I think we're all coaches and um, I love to help people. I, I love to do that. But sometimes with, with me, it's like something's right in my face. I'm like, oh, where is everybody? What's going on? So dreams kind of help us unpack these things that are, you know, often people are a mirror or situations are a mirror, but we don't see that because it's we're so ourselves that we get really stuck and lost. Um, it can be embarrassing sometimes. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, some of the things I've done unconsciously. So the dreams can help us. The way we can write them out, I don't know what it's echo, but yeah. I think dreams are a tool that everyone can use to unpack really deep patterns that we want to release and overcome. 
And I bet Kat agrees with you. Completely. What would you like to add to this, Kat? What can we um, learn? Yeah, I, I really don't have too much. Um, I, um, I, I'm, I'm curious what all of everybody is thinking about the last 19 months and how everybody has had related dreams to the pandemic and things like that, right? It's, it's, it would be interesting to do research on that and how much um, this time has affected our dream state and what's happening with that. And I take it you're talking about the literal dream state, but the also literal, probably yeah. the physical dream state, totally. you know, the, the awake, shall we call them the awake dreams, mm -hmm. which is what I talk about because we've had this great big pause button and people have had a lot more time than they ever had. And that's the perfect time, you know, the bonus time when you're not commuting to think about your dreams, to dream big, to work towards making your dreams a reality. Leslie, what do you think about what we can learn from our dreams? I think what I can, what I'm going to say is that we can learn a lot about what happens when we don't dream or when we are not able to dream. And it's got a lot to do with our mental health. And over the past 19 months, people have been suffering a lot with sleep patterns and disruption. So their dreams have been quite mixed if they're there at all, if they're getting the amount of sleep that they need to get that's not unbroken, because there's been a lot of worry and a lot of tension going about. That's not to say that we're not actually getting dreams. It's just that perhaps our connection is a little bit disconnected at the moment, as far as dreams are concerned. What I do, and people like me, we lucid dream to a certain extent which basically means that we can dream, but we're realizing that we're asleep and we're dreaming. We can still actually guide that dream and make that dream show us exactly what we want to do. And to do that, we have to make a connection with that universal mind. We have to make a free flow of information that's going from one to the other. And that's a very good thing to, to actually manufacture and practice for yourself, because once you get a grip on that skill, then you will be able to dream and you will be able to interpret your dream a lot easier, a lot more simply. And it's going to be a case of once you do that, you're going to get to know exactly what you're being told and things that you're missing. It's like when you dream of great aunt Nelly and that Nelly's been dead for like 15 or 20 years and you don't know what's going on. And suddenly one day, Nelly says, one day you're sat, you're sitting there, and something happens, and you go, "Oh, hang on a minute, that's just like what Aunt Nelly did in my dream." Ah, that's my universal mind telling me I have to be paying attention now. There's something about Aunt Nelly's character, and it's a kind of thing that your your universal mind and your spirit will actually say, "Okay, this is where we need to talk." And this is where we're going to teach you the language, how we're going to be communicating with one another. I'm going to send you these pictures and you're going to make them and look at them. And then you're going to realize and pay attention. And once you get that idea, we're going to keep going and we're going to get really, really good at this. And it really does help because it gives you a sense of control. It gives you this modicum of, I have some security here. I know who I am. I know where I am in time and space, and I know that I have resources. And that for me is the most important part about dreams, lucid and sleep dreams. So it's oh, like a security? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's like a security blanket. You know, like when you were a kid and you had a, you know, my, my brother, he, he used to call it his sucker because it was a little like a, a, a bib thing and he used to stick it in his mouth and he'd just trail out of his mouth and but he couldn't sleep without this and this this idea of security it's not like you know it's like your rabbit's foot or your touchstone dreams are the things that actually connect us to spirit and to things that are beyond even that and to our own consciousness and their understanding of being human 
So and what what can people do? Oh, I'm sorry. What can people do to to do you have a simple exercise to help people? Yeah, it actually it actually starts with a conversation. Just sitting on the be- the side of the bed at night before you go to sleep, totally relaxed, making sure that you've got your, your stuff all there, your glass of water if you need one, your lights out, your book instead of your iPad or your phone. And basically you sit there and you say, all right, universal mind, I know that you know a lot more about this than I do. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you now, when I dream, and I know you're going to give me a really good dream because I'm asking you to, I'd like you to remind me of it so that I can get all I need out of it. And I want you to remind me at a time when I'm going to be paying attention. So it could be that I'm in the shower and I'm washing my hair and it's the actual act of doing this that makes the dream come straight back into my head again and I can see it all going. Or it could be when I'm eating my cornflakes. But sometime when I'm going to have the time to pay attention and to look at it. Now, it possibly won't happen right away, but practice makes perfect. And the more you speak to your universal mind, the more it's going to listen and the more it's going to actually talk back. So you're basically becoming BFFs with your dreams. Yeah. I like that. It's like, okay, we're going to go to sleep now. And please, I I know you have good things to tell me. Please help me remember them. Okay, thanks, bud. See you on the other side. I mean, I know I'm oversimplifying, but I am goal setting simplified. So, oh no, I I mean, you wouldn't. It it depends on how you. You know, there are a lot of people who would say, "Oh well, you know, I have to be in this position, or I have to have this thing over here." Actually, it's already there. It just needs that key. So you're just, you're, you're talking to yourself in a way and saying, I know you've got some good stuff to tell me in my sleep. I would love to, and I want the good sleep. I like claiming that part as well. You know, yeah, and then know I, I want when you want to do it during the day, what you can do is you can use drums, rattles, get that kind of binaural beat going on, and you will actually manage to lucid dream or go on a journey as we call it. Very cool. Elise, did you want to add to that? Uh, I lost track of the original question, but I would say dreams. Yeah, I love that Leslie said connecting to universal mind because dreams also connect us to, again, that no time, no space. You can convene with somebody who's no longer living. And so that's why also the pandemic was an interesting time. And they actually did do a lot of research. There's a few dream researchers. Now, I just want to say that the dream researchers, I think, don't believe like all of us here are like minded and that we think dream connects us to spirit, to whatever you want to call it. We don't really have words, but I mean, I'm just saying there might be universal mind or we're in the dream time, but there's something um, that is bigger than us that we're connecting to in dreams. That's what I believe. And it's, it's more of a shamanic viewpoint, but the dream researchers, I think they are looking at dreams in a, you know, like it's all about the, the brain waves and the brain and the neurons and things like that. But they have been doing research on COVID-19 or pandemic dreams. And there was an article in the New York times. So I just wanted to presence that as, something that everyone can relate to that people have been having weirdly similar dreams about the pandemic. And uh, there are researchers that are keeping track of that. The one thing that's happening is that we're in a paradigm shift. We are absolutely in a tween space just now because there's two definite states of being that is gonna happen. There's the before COVID and the after COVID. And right at this minute in time, we are in the between state of the two because it will be a long, long time before we're fully after. Mm -hmm. However, while we're still in this area where I was listening to a speaker recently and they came away with this absolutely fantastic phrase, the dislocation of expectations. 
while we have that dislocation of expectation, it's like we're being given with one hand and it's being taken away with the other. Yeah, you can have a cookie. Oh, well, no, you can't. Right. And, and you know? Yes. And a lot of people had good years and a lot of people had terrible years. And most people are more in that state where three steps forward, four steps back. Can I just add something really quickly to that that I've seen with my clients that I love that dislocation of expectations. I wanted to hear that again from my own ears. But what I've noticed with a lot of uh, clients that I coach is they need to be just present. You know, every we before we've wanted to plan ahead. And I know we can say a lot about this with goals. And that's true. We do need to plan ahead. But there's a part of collective learning that I'm noticing with people that we need to just be here. And much as we'd rather like, oh, I want it to be this way. Like, is it going to be this way or that way? And I keep sensing that people just need to be right here and not have those expectations, not know what's going to happen, not have that control. It, it's come up over and over. So I love the dislocation of expectations. I love it too. And I want to say, and, and Kat, we'll jump to you in a second. I just want to say that for me, I because I do talk about goals and I do notice that a lot, I am this huge fan of, and this is why I say, think about the life you want. What does that look like? It's going to look different because everything is different, but you could still have what you want. It's just going to be showing up in a different format. And maybe rather than plan your goals for five years from now, think about what wins you want for the end of the year, for the end of next year. So think a little ahead rather than in those leaps. So all good points. Gahat, would you like to add something about what we learned from our dream? Yeah, it's so funny you're talking about that. Yeah, the the dislocation piece, dislocation and and what a better way to talk about this with the sleep. And if we're not well slept, it's very difficult to manage that. And what I kind of wanted to add here was um you know, bringing in the physical, back in the physical was um you know, there's so many things that can take us away from getting that good sleep. And there's so many things that we can do to benefit our sleep and our sleep habits. Um, of course, eating. Certain foods can really help uh, give you those sleep chemicals that allow you to, to have a restful sleep or even get to sleep. Um, so things like, we, we all know about tryptophan, right? Tryptophan-rich foods like turkey, beans, things like that. But that's because it's a precursor to serotonin. What is serotonin? But a mood stabilizing hormone and neurotransmitter that's made in the gut. So we want to look at all aspects of the body, not just what we're eating and how we're eating, but look at gut health. Gut health is so important because we make those mood hormones in our gut. We make the bacteria, right? And we also, it can help us, it can either hinder us or help us, whether we're going to get a good sleep or not. The vitamin B6, right? B6 actually increases serotonin, which actually lowers stress, right? And that is a precursor to melatonin in your body, which causes you to have actually more vivid dreams and dream, dream in and of itself, but actually more vivid and vivid states. Um, and there's so many foods that, that are that have uh, B6. So it's very difficult to get deficient, but you can really play around with things like, uh, you know, your fruits and vegetables, your plants, all of that, fish, poultry. You know, people used to always think about the, 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 the hot milk before you go to bed. Probably not the best, although if for some people that are okay with eat, drinking and eating dairy, that's, you know, it's okay. But I tend to not want to have people eat before bed. I want to have them extend that period of time where they're not eating so they get a better restful sleep. But um, anything that's protein rich can really help. Um, poultry, meat, beans, things like that. Um, and then also really just, it's it's honestly all about the circadian rhythms. So it's, it's your eating and then it's the period of non-eating. It's your exercise. It's your exposures to light uh, and so many things that reflect a better sleep. I know I've been playing, uh, 
playing around a lot with my how I sleep and when I sleep. And I've gotten a lot of great results, even just um, eating super early. That really helps my sleep. And then um, using things like um, neurotropics or uh, things that uh, are, let's say, um, oh, L-theanine is a great one. L-theanine is in, in green tea. Of course, you don't want to have that right before bed, but it gives you a really calm state. And pairing that up with GABA, which is a very relaxing neurotransmitter, can really provide you a great sleep. I use that. I have that right next to my bed, my bed stand. And if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll take a couple of pumps and it puts me right to sleep. And Elise, I'm sure you have some take on ways to prepare your body for better sleep. Yeah, I'll just say I, I ditto what everyone else has said. Uh, I'll add a couple things that I do. I'd say let's start with the morning because um, we've talked about foods and before bed, uh, setting yourself up for great sleep in the morning. One of the great things that we sometimes forget, I don't know if everybody knows about it, but it's important to me, go outside in the light, get light on your eyes because that resets your circadian clock in your brain. Uh, so get out as early as you can, not just look out the window, but I mean, I guess if you can't get outside, like even put your head out the window, but try to take a little walk and get light on your eyes. And I would say journaling is really good because journaling, especially if we're in a transition like this time in COVID or we're in menopause or we're just having a lot of ups and downs, because the more we can process um, that conscious stuff, then we can get to the deeper um, universal mind, universal wisdom that can come to the surface more easily the more we process. And then exercise. I think I like to exercise in the morning, sometimes throughout the day, but find a good time to exercise, not um, within, you know, two, three hours of sleep, unless you're somebody, there's, there's a few people, everybody has a blueprint. There's some people that actually can exercise late, but most of us can't because it gets us to, for me, it, I'm, I'm very sensitive. So if I exercise vigorously later in the night or day, I'm up, you know, till late, late hours. So those are my tips. I like those and I am with the exercise. So in November, I decided to declare it uh, Da Evdano, so dance every day in November. So this part of the whole thing, you know, my hypothesis is that if we dance even for a couple minutes every day during the month, it's going to raise our vibration and we will have a better month as a result. So we're halfway there. I say, yes, it is working and you can join dance every day in November, <laughs> anytime, any month, any time of year. So when you find the things that, that you enjoy that you'll do more often as far as exercise is concerned, I think that's a huge part of it too, right? Yes. And you can also try and dance, which is like dreaming when you dance. Wait, say again? You can trance dance. I need to know like more. Dreaming. Well, we do it shamanically, it is it and it's it's a great thing to do. You you put your focus into connecting with your spirit guides and actually opening up your energy to allow yourself to really get into the connection with the collective consciousness. If you're young in, you will know about that. And so it's your universal mind just actually going out there. Now, when we do it, we're doing it to connect with our power animals and to get like we would do if we were going to bed and saying, I want to have a dream about this because I need some information. So put on some really good drum music and get in there, get your earphones on if you want to. Just make sure that, you know, you're not going to trip over anything. Always be safe. But it's actually something that's kind of more an ecstatic thing. So you're you're not fully asleep. You're not fully, you know, awake. You're kind of somewhere in the middle, just going between the two. And then when you go with the beat of the music, as you know, you're already with the movement and the swaying. You're already getting there. And then when you've got the drum beat, especially a certain rhythm, it will take you right into journey time. So trance. And you will have the most amazing experience. 
you have exercise at the same time and it's very good before bed. Ooh, so that is like approved before bed exercise. For some people, yeah, some people do it so so hard that they, they will be it's like exercise. <laughs> they will they will actually, you know, go, Oh, hello. It's like the energizer bunny. So basically Anything to do with bringing your level down, getting your theta waves into sync with yourself, you can go and bring yourself into sleep that way. But if you're really feeling ragged and you're upset about something and you're really feeling that you need to push something out, get into trance dance. And actually, you know, like, you know, when you how cathartic it is when you're dancing around the kitchen to meatloaf or something. And, uh, you know, like a bat out of hell, just going for it. And basically, that's what it is like. You know, we do a lot of drumming, but actually, if you're not used to doing it and dancing around at the same time, if you want to be able to fling your arms around and do whatever, then you really want to stick your earbuds in and get going. And then you won't be disturbing the neighbours either and they won't really know what you're doing. That is amazing. And and you all know me, so this surprises no one that if I tell you several times a week, I will be so enthusiastically talking, I will pull my earbuds right out. And usually it's when I'm being interviewed for someone or having a serious conversation, which is always, you know, kind of funky. But I I love this and I am going to to play with trans dancing because that sounds like my jam. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you a couple of um, suggestions for songs for oh, music. Oh, I love that! Thank you and, very uh, much. So let, let's talk about dream dreams because we're we're like almost forty minutes in. Shocker! Uh, so Leslie, what can people do now, especially in this time, to focus on their dreams, elevate their? Now we're going to like the actual kind. What are your recommendations for that? Write it down to begin with. Get your ideas out on paper as to what you want your dreams to be, how you want to be them, and get a list, block it out. How do I feel about it when I'm when I'm there? How am I feeling? What am I seeing? What am I doing? Who's there? What faces do I really want to see? Which faces am I not quite so happy to see? And then get them out of the way. What does it smell like? What does it taste like? Is the sun shining? Am I feeling it on my body? Get the feeling, get the whole range into this and get used to actually doing that. When you start your dream, put yourself in the place of being there in that moment in time, because time is a construct, like Elise was saying. And basically, when you're in dream time, it can be any time, every time, all the time. So, so when you're it. there, be in it. Feel it, move it, do it. So this is like programming your actual dreams. Yes. Like the ones that after you go to sleep you have. Mm -hmm. okay. When you think about it, when you're having, the, the brain can't distinguish, the mind can't distinguish between vivid visualization and a memory. So we can make memories by visualizing. And if we do it as we're there, then we can say, oh, yeah, I remember that. I know how to do that. That's easy. So think about a place where you've been that you're really, really happy. Replicate it. Remember how it felt. And as you're feeling it, that energy starts to come out and grow. And it actually becomes a pleasure to do it. And you're going to want to do it again. So you want to, it's like prep work before you go to sleep, live in the moment yep. of what you want your dream to be, mm -hmm. write it down in, in as many senses as possible. So you are as there as you can be. And so is this before or after you talk to your spirit guides about remembering your dream? You can do it before, you can do it after, you can do it at the same time. Ooh. You could actually be talking to your spirit guides saying, Give me a little bit of help with this because, you know, you know me just as well as I do. In fact, you probably know me better. Let's have a chat. Where can I go? When we shamanically journey, we have three levels. So we have the lower, the middle and the upper world. 
And the upper world is like the angelic realm where the inner children are. So that's kind of a happy, fun place. The middle world is a healing place. The lower world, that's where all the power animals are. You kind of go and collect them there. And that's a lot of fun. It's And, you know, the, the middle world's got all your folklore and fairy tale people and everything like that. And it's just a most magical place. And once you let go of the idea of, oh, I'm not entirely sure that's not a little bit cooker, you know, then it's absolutely, because you're not doing it by yourself. Nobody needs to know. You don't have to tell anybody. It's yourself. So, so also enjoy treat, it. And treat your dreams the way you treat your other kinds of dreams. Not everybody needs to know what you're striving for, but you need to know what you're striving for. because Yeah, that, and you need to... You need to do it all the time. Elise, would you like <laughs> to add to that? Uh, I would love to. Uh, before I answer that question, I just wanted to acknowledge that Estella uh, has a couple questions. I just wanted to say hey to her, and I didn't quite understand. She's curious about her excellent health and her great sleeping nights and something else about not having dreams. So maybe she has excellent health and sleeps. Great sleeping night. So I hope that's the case. I don't know if there's a question there, but I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for watching. One thing I wanted to add, I completely agree with Leslie, is that uh, don't the, the limiting beliefs, and, and a big one for many of us is it's too late. Sometimes if we're younger, age can get in the way. We might have different... Um, programming that tells us, oh, you know, I, I didn't graduate from college. I can't do that. Maybe that's your dream. Maybe you want to be a professor. Um, maybe you want to become a school teacher and you're in your 70s or 80s, all kinds of, um, we can have dreams at any age. And in my book, I have examples of what I call super agers who've accomplished their dreams, you know, even at 105. Like there was a lady that just, she's not in my book, but a woman just broke a, a world record for running 100 meters and she's 105 years old. So I like to tell those stories. And I know Leslie's stories really help us to envision, especially if maybe we, we didn't have grandparents or um, or older adults, elders around us, because our life expectancy has gone up so tremendously. And, and many people didn't really have examples of healthy and vibrant older adults in their life. So they might not dream, you know, they might associate being older with uh, something negative or declining. And so I just like to remind everyone, like, let go of that limiting belief. What is your passion? What is your desire? Tap into that. Use those techniques that Leslie used. And if you're maybe if you're very young, but you have a lot of goals and desires too, it can happen there. Like, oh, I'm too young. Um, I don't have enough experience is another one, which is um, just kind of cousin of it's too late. So I wanted to add that because I think those those limiting beliefs sneak in to our psyche, our spirit. They probably pull us down into places where we can't access those power animals. And I wanna play with the power animals. And you do, you wanna get rid of the, the limiting beliefs. And I think we all agree that anything isn't just possible, is probable if you commit to it, if you make a plan. It's exactly why I wrote your goal guide is so people facing change by choice or circumstance can embrace it. Everybody deserves to live that wonderful dream life. And I, I wanna kind of combine what both you, Elise and Leslie are saying is, you can program the dream that you want your life to be before you go to sleep and let your mind work through it and give you answers on that path or, you know, grab my book and do the homework. But whatever it is that you want, there are tools out there, but a lot of it all starts with a dream. And so, Kat, would you like to add to this? Yes. You know, I thought of a few things uh, as you ladies were talking. Uh, they stimulated a lot of ideas. But, um, you know, we have to sleep to regenerate our brain and our nervous system. And 
it, you know, Leslie, you brought up menopause and I think, um, Elise, you brought up, um, having a plan, right. And, and fundamentally, like you, you were saying too, um, Deborah is, is you got to have the foundation and, and the, and like the idea and the, the hope for a future. And really what I love to, to just put out there is to plan to have this night of, a great night of sleep, right? If we don't plan for it, it's not going to exist because we'll get to nine o'clock and we're just going to just watch that next Netflix series, right? We're going to do the tea too late. We're going to stay up for some other reason. So we have to have that plan. Now I've made the plan. So now it's ingrained in my lifestyle. So I'll just put a few things out there that may be helpful. One is sleeping with an optimal room temperature. I mean, it's got to be cold. <laughs> cold is good. You want to snuggle into those blankets. You want to, you know, heaviness is actually very supportive in our system. We feel our nervous system is very supported when we have heavy blankets. So I know it's over summer here in the West, but um, I put my fan and even, even when it's cold, it drowns out the sound. It's kind of white noise and it feels great on your skin. And, um, you know, of course, there'll be some nights where I don't put that on a few, but generally I keep that on. Very dark. Don't want any kind of white lights sneaking in there. So a nice um, sleep patch can be very helpful. There's some, um, some beautiful ones that are made of silk that don't crimp your eyes and things like that. Um, Elise, you were talking about getting that daylight exposure. So, so important. Um, recently, I've, I've over the last year, I read the, the Sash and Pandas uh, books on the circadian rhythm. And there's so much research on even exposing your, your eyes in daylight without your sunglasses on early in the morning. Now, you don't want to look at the sun. Definitely not. But that can help offset the, 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 um, you know, the stress hormones. Definitely, whatever you're doing, don't wear those blue blockers in the daytime. Because I know I've had a couple of clients that had come to me and said that they were wearing blue blockers for the computer, but you don't want to do that. You want to keep those blue blockers, right, only for nighttime because you want to prevent against your um, your pineal gland not producing that melatonin. So that blue light interferes with that process of producing that melatonin that you need to go to sleep. Um, and, um, you know, I have a quick little acronym that might be helpful to sleep and sleep. Um, the S is stress. You want to really work on the stress as much as possible. Taking those stress breaks throughout the day can really help, especially if you're with the computer, looking away, stand, standing up, doing some squats, whatever it is that you need to do every 50 minutes is really great. Um, super helpful. L is the light we talked about, the daylight and the nightlight. Um, e for EMFs or electromagnetic radiation. I unplug my uh, Wi-Fi router every night before bed. Please don't have your phone on. <laughs> I mean, I know that for security reasons, sometimes people want that, but at least put it on airplane mode. Um, e for exercise. The right amount of exercise, not too much, not too little, but your body needs to move. We're designed to move. And then P is my plan. Having a plan to how are you going to set up your day? How are you going to eat at the at the right times at the same time? You want to have you want to have a like a real nice um, rhythm and a pattern to the times that you eat, and not eating too much too late. And of course, um, being careful with the alcohol. Uh, limiting to one glass of wine, or if you're having troubles with sleep, maybe trying to abstain for a night or two to see how that feels. So that hopefully that will help. Well, and you said a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I want to go back to the first thing you said, mm -hmm. which is also the last thing you said um, <laughs> about the plan. You need a plan for your day so you have a healthy day, so you have a healthy night's sleep. But I think also going to bed saying, I'm going to have a great night's sleep. I'm going to dream ties into everything everybody is saying. It's just because you've been having, you don't sleep well. Stop saying that. Yeah. And don't stress about not sleeping well. It's okay. You'll catch up. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of research done on naps and how they can be for most people. Not great. 
right? Because then we're not as sleepy later when we want to unwind. But, you know, it shouldn't be too harmful to do, but it, it definitely is to really want to schedule that same time, same night. Even if you don't sleep well, wake up at the same time. That's very important. Excellent. Well, so now that we have the sleep figured out, then we could dream more, then we can figure out our lives and have the perfect life that we want because we all deserve it and we need the hope. So simple. And at this point, what I would love from each of you is for a goal for you to gift the audience. So whether you are watching Gold Chat Live or listening on the Deb show, it's goal time. And so Elise, what goal would you like to gift our audience? What is one thing they can do today, tonight, tomorrow to improve their sleep and or dreams? I would like to gift an idea and an action. The idea is change in baby steps. Do something today you heard on this goal chat. There were so many fabulous uh, tips and tricks and acronyms. And, um, and Acela's asking, why doesn't she dream? She could just do one thing, just try to, to do the talk to her universal mind before she goes to bed. One small action, because we can get overwhelmed doing too many things. So my goal is pick one small, tiny action that you're going to do tonight that is just, maybe it's just a little journaling for five minutes or two minutes. Make it so tiny. Tiny habits are great. So small, you can't say no. Because what often happens is kind of the flip side of dreams. We dream so big. I'm going to change my whole life. I'm going to change my whole sleeping pattern. And we think we're going to do it tomorrow. But we need to start with those micro habits and then build. You know, it's like the step. We're taking one foot step forward and we keep going. So one tiny change, one tiny takeaway. Resist the urge to do everything at once. Do one thing. That's my goal for everybody. Including and me. you're going to do it too. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to talk to my universal mind because that's not going to take long and that's going to be fun. And also it's good if it's fun too, because we want to be excited. If it's something, you know, pick something that you feel like your spirit is calling you coming back to that spirit. What is your spirit like really excited to do right now? You're going to do that more yes. likely. Yes. We love fun here at me and Gold Chat and the Deb Show. And Kat, what is the goal that you wish to gift the audience? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I'm kind of torn between a few, but um, uh, one is going to be kind of piggybacking on Elise. I think, um, you know, you mentioned writing. Definitely, definitely, definitely have your pen on hand next to your bed with a pad or something that you can write on when you wake up in the middle of the night with a strange dream or something you want to make sense of. That's so helpful to write it down because I know for me, if I don't have that, I'll, oh, I got to remember that. And I won't. And I'll be so upset because I want it, you know, it, it really does help for many reasons. You might even think about something and then it's not a dream, but you want to still write it down. Second one is the goal that I would say, Let's stop our multitasking. We live in that multitasking universe. I, and I, speaking to the choir here, I am one of those people and I'm constantly on myself for that. And it's okay to just acknowledge it when it comes up. Cool. You can begin again, right? You're multitasking, you're da 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 da. -da. There I am. And interesting. Okay. Because I think. Honestly, this is really taking away from our, our brilliance and our brilliant dream state when we're all over the place. We're going to have chaos, chaos in our dream. So um, I hope that helps really just being present in what you're doing and just acknowledging when you're not and starting over. Simple. Perfect. Perfect. Simple. Love that word. Leslie, what is your goal that you want to gift be kind to yourself. Think about yourself speak. You know, we have, they say 60,000 thoughts a day. And a great percentage of those are negative and repetitive. So when you catch yourself in that spiral of negative thinking and saying things like, oh, you're so stupid to yourself. Stop it. 
And then forgive yourself. There's a huna prayer. It's very easy. And I say it at night before I go to sleep. And it encompasses everything. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I love you. Thank you. And it's one of those things that the more you say it, the more you'll feel it. So remember, you don't have to tuck all those thoughts in your head all the time. You can actually let them go. And if you can't sleep at night, why don't you daydream? Why don't you take five minutes out and think about how it used to be when you were a kid and you could ride on a sunbeam or fly on a breeze? Just do that for five minutes and see how it works. These are so fantastic. And before we wrap, Leslie, where can people find you? You can find me on Facebook and I'm on the page called The State of Mind or on Journeys with Bear and Wolf if you want the shamanic one. I'm also on LinkedIn and you can get me on info at spiralheart.co.uk. Thank you so much. I always feel so much calmer after I speak to you. I swear. It's like, it's the coolest thing. I feel your energy across from the other side of the world. And I thank you. And so Kat, where can people find you? Uh, very simple. My name is Kat Dillon, C-A-T-D-I-L-L-O-N. You can find me at that.com. And you can also um, right there, uh, download uh, a stress and anxiety meal plan that will help sleep as well as stress. And Elise Marie Collins, where can people find you? You can find me. I'm on Instagram, super ager with an underscore, super ager. Just look up Elise Marie Collins, Instagram, super ager. My website is elisemariecollins.com. And on my uh, Instagram, you can also get 10 tips to super age. And you can send me, I don't have this, this uh, meditation, but if you go to my website and just fill out the little form, I can send you a sleep meditation. And I'm also on Facebook too, Super Ager and Elise Marie Collins Yoga, because the other thing I do is teach yoga. Wow. Such great information and such great energy. And everyone, you can find me. I'm uh, thedevmethod.com and at the dev method everywhere and if you go to the dev method.com slash blog uh you could get the links and read the recap from this and my other episodes of goal chat live and if you need help setting your goals for sleep or really anything else grab your copy of your goal guide a roadmap for setting planning and achieving your goals on amazon or your favorite place to buy books Wow, this is just chock full of great tips and I'm going to be doing like all of the things. Uh, one final thought before we wrap, Elise. Yeah, have wonderful dreams, do those dream activation exercises. We're all connected. And even though we might not have the same uh, life that we had before the pandemic, let's show up in our collective like we can go across we can chat and be in this podcast with leslie who's in scotland cat who's in san diego deb in la take advantage of the good things always want the good things and cat a uh, final tip i'm gonna say prioritize prioritize sleep so you can dream brilliantly it's dreaming is so much fun and we don't we sort of just say we don't even think about it, right? So really prioritizing, you know, from, from day, start of the day to be able to go to bed early, right? There's nothing to be done after 10 p.m. That's good. <laughs> so get to bed early. Fantastic. And Leslie, what is your final thought? Dreams are the seeds of your future. And they come in the dark. So make yourself comfortable, read for pleasure, nothing too taxing and do a little bit of a, your own kind of special me ceremony 
which might include a warm bubble bath before you go to bed. Something nice, something soft music-wise, thinking of wonderful things, and actually saying to yourself, like Elise was saying, I'm going to have a great sleep, because I know I can. And when I wake up in the morning, fully rested, I'm going to have a great day. And I hope you do. Amazing. What these conversations are for is to give you the tools so you can live the life that you want, that you deserve, that is full of hope. And just embrace all the good, including all the good in you. Go on out there and go for it. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Deb Method on social media, and check out thedebmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.